Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block. Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Uh, but let's get to the games. Let's get to the games. Panthers defeat Manly 28-6. to I tell you what, it. Uh, every time I think the Panthers have impressed me as much as they're going to impress me, they go to another level. I cannot believe how dominant they looked against a full-strength Manly side and how much their defence just squeezed the life out of Manly, especially when Manly knew what was coming. What did you think about this game? Yeah, they are. They're going to be a serious problem again this year. The Penrith Panthers are. We we spoke last week. Who we tipped to win this one? I, I did go Penrith. I wasn't super confident, but did go Penrith. And you just, as you said, every time you think you've seen it all from Penrith, they just find something else. Their defense was incredible. I, mate, I, I got to be honest with you. I thought the scoreline was kind of flattering to Manly too. Had a few what two tries disallowed in the first two minutes. tries disallowed. You mentioned Sean O'Sullivan. I mean. There's a couple of opportunities that he created that he didn't quite ha- have the toe to go through with that I think if Cleary was on the field, would have been a different story. I mean, you look at the try that Manley scored, the Bullimore try, O'Sullivan missed an intercept off that mm. by a yard. If Cleary was there, I reckon it's, it's probably game over there as mm. well. So uh, Penrith, very, very impressive. And the try was off like a scrappy Travojevic gets out of hooker. And it's just like, don't get me wrong, take nothing away from Manley. Like, great play from Travojevic. But it was kind of like, out of nowhere kind of stuff. Yeah. I. They're going to be hard to beat again this year. I know it's early days, but you know what they're capable of doing. You know what they're capable of doing on the big stages. All the talk was about no Nathan Cleary. And like, don't get me wrong, they're better with Nathan Cleary. But fuck, if that's the team you get without Cleary, it's a scary prospect. Oh, it is absolutely amazing. I cannot believe how just... It's like, personally, internally, I can't accept that they are probably a powerhouse like the Storm and the Roosters now. Like, I keep thinking this is a young, hot side that is a gun. Like, please don't conflate this with me saying they're not guns. Like, they just won the premiership. They were in the grand final before. But I think that, like, this standard that we've come to expect from the Storm and the Roosters to any degree, I know they've struggled a little bit lately, I think we need to start telling, start, I guess, admitting to ourselves 
the Penrith Panthers are going to be a fucking problem for the next five years, if not ten. It's hard to make yourself believe it because it's just happened like so quickly out of nowhere. It's just like they haven't gone out like they haven't gone out and brought a heap of guys. They've just taken this group of kids, this group of guys through the last few years. And they've got these guys like Dylan Edwards, who isn't a state of origin representative, but mm. does a job week in, week out. James Fisher Harris, who probably doesn't get the accolades he deserves because he doesn't play state of origin. Mm. Isaiah Yo, who's just starting to get into that origin you know, round. He was, he like was unbelievable. A, Yo used to be a, a solid first grader, but he he was it was not a he was an edge edge. Yo running. was a good guy to have in your team because he could cover second row and centre. Yeah, like he wasn't people forget, like he was not if you left him out of your 17 or just put him on the bench, you'd be like, yeah, fair enough. He was like, a great Jersey 17 to have in your side. Absolutely. Now, his ball playing continues to get better and better and better. Yeah, James Fisher-Harris, I mean, I wouldn't push back on anyone. You know, Payne Haas, he's the best front row in the comp, but James Fisher-Harris, I, I, I think he's the best alpha in this competition. Yeah, he, he's just, he brings that aggressive energy. Uh, and, and I guess... If you look at Payne Haas individually, absolutely the best front row on the comp. And I still would have him as the best front row on the comp. But if you wanted to come to me and say, Oi, who's won a premiership? Who has done... Now, I understand Nathan Cleary and the Panthers squad is better. But two years ago, you wouldn't say the Panthers squad was better. You would actually say the Broncos forward pack is much better. And that was the raps on the Broncos is that they were these young throwers. The Panthers... If it, you, could, you could even argue that the Panthers have fulfilled the prophecy that was being spoke about for the Broncos three years ago. Three years ago, there was guys not getting into the Broncos pack that would have walked into the Panthers pack. Absolutely. And the talk was this young, I think like they were considered like premiership threats by some of the, the game's biggest pundits of Broncos. And this isn't a knock on the Broncos. This is more shining a light on the incredible progression the Panthers have made. Yeah, they're, as you said, the next five, ten, mate. Nathan Cleary's like, he's what, 24 years old. Crazy. He's got potentially 10 years of first grade and we're probably three or four years away from his best rugby league. Mm. It's absolutely incredible. And a guy like Edwards at the back there, he is fast becoming the best bang for buck player bar none in the NRL. He's won, he's been in two grand finals. He's won a grand final. He's putting up these 340 meter games. You you look at him and even the last, the back, like the back end of last year, his, his stats as a fullback was getting up there with the top three fullbacks outside of Teddy because he was... You know, on a whole... Oh, sorry, yeah, Tom Trevojevic was a whole, not, whole other level. But when you look at a guy like Edwards, who was probably on 400k, 500 maybe, but I'd probably... I reckon more towards 400. Yep. Understanding that he has a role to play in a larger, um, I guess, goal to win the premiership. But for him to come out and do 340 metres... Honestly, there was a, there was for like two years ago where I was like, Edwards isn't a first grader. He, was, he made so many errors. I remember one night, I think he made like five drop balls... And Ivan stuck with him and stuck with him and stuck with him. And we're starting to see the fruits of that labour. We're starting to see Edwards become a top, top tier fullback. And I don't think he'll ever get the recognition he deserves because he just doesn't have that same flash and pizzazz as a Teddy, Papanews and Tom Trevojevic. But at the end of the day, you're putting up 340 metres against a top four side. It's fucking good. Uh, the other thing with Edwards, I, I think the gap between his best and his worst games, it has to be one of the smallest of any player in the NRL. Mm. Yeah, now, now now for sure. Now it is. Yeah, like which is crazy just, to think. Back in the day, he hasn't played struggled. a poor game in two years for me. Yeah, he's just every every single week. Um, yeah, they're going to be a troublesome side, mate. mate. They are hard to beat. A problem. I thought. Um, yeah, I thought Isaiah Yo's ball playing. 
has just improved so much. He's just getting better and better. I think he had, he had the most touches of any forward on the field. So he had 43 touches. So he's just so important to their uh, their attack. And it just it's just so hard to defend because he's such a big body with a big uh, a big motor, but also a great running game. You have to you have to mark up on him. If he goes into the line and you don't put your whole body in front of him, he'll bump you. Uh, I thought um, your man. You've been saying his praises forever. Mm. Tago. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's going to be a serious problem this year. <clears throat> that left edge. The thing I love about that left edge is that Tago, like he's he's obviously playing left centre. He's got kick out inside him. They can both run the lines of back rowers and of centres. Mm. The two of them, and it just. Like the amount of times that you see um, Viliami kick out, go out the back, and like it's so hard. Defending them must be a nightmare. Yeah. Because they can beat you in so many ways. All, all three of them between kick out, Tago, and Toto, they can run over the top of you. They can step you. They can, they can all ball play. Mm. They've all got a little kick in them. Like yeah. they are, they're going to be an absolute nightmare as the year goes on. And to think, I think that's the first game Tago's ever played. Uh, with uh, first NRL game with with Toto outside him, that wasn't their best the other night. It wasn't mm. even close to their best, and they absolutely gave it to Manly. If a few things go their way early, I think they could have scored close to fifty points. Yeah, which is scary to think. Nathan Cleary wasn't playing. Mm. It is. It is honestly, the Panthers are just. I, I again, I I've had such huge raps on them for the last two years, but I think we need to really admit that when you say the Storm, when you say the Roosters, now they don't have the same history over the last 20 years, but they are in the same position as those clubs right now, in my opinion. They have just as good, if not better, juniors. Uh, they've put the runs on the board. They've been unbeaten essentially over the last two years, lost maybe six games. Uh, they're, they're, they're a threat constantly now. And they're always, I think that the next five years, what's crazy is like, they haven't really gone into market at all. They got Api Korosau, and that's really it. Outside of Api Korosau, they haven't even flexed their muscles in the market of getting a gun for unders or, you know, they got Tavita Pangai Jr. and they didn't even need him. They, they literally didn't need him. Like he, they he let him go and they haven't, nothing's changed. And also, like, he was kind of injured for the finals and they, I mean, Tavita came out and said that he'd stepped aside because someone had been there for, you know, a longer period, but it was a bit wishy-washy what had happened there. But they went into the finals and sweet. And they're starting to get to the point where all the guys they sign come in. Every time Scott Sorensen plays, he looks unreal. He's a Sean gun. O'Sullivan yep. looked great the other night. I mean, a, a, a George, sorry, um, Jennings that, that played in the trials, he was looking great. Like there's, they're becoming a serious footy side. And you know, you say you know they haven't had the same success over the last five or six years. I mean, last five or six years, Chooks have made two grand finals. Melbourne's made three, I think. This team's made two now. Mm. Like they're. That's what I mean. Tell though. me you, you're going to bet against them to make it this year. All of a sudden, they've made three grand finals. Oh, yeah, for sure. What, what I more mean is that the last 10 years or so, yep. they haven't had the same success, but we're getting to the point where we may have to recognise that they are in that bracket now because, as you just said, yep. they won a grand final. Um, they've uh, obviously made one and lost one. If they make another one in the next year or two, then you'd have to say it's similar at least for the last five or six years, that they're starting to get into that conversation. Whereas I think that right now, when you say the Penrith Panthers, most people go, oh yeah, they're guns, but they're no Storm or Roosters. Not, not yet, they don't have the history, but like, and they never will have that last, you know, last 20 years the Storm have been dominant. So please don't think we're comparing 
the last 20 years. But when you look at the squad now and the systems that they have in place now, the, the youth they have, and also when you look at – when you see fringe guys go to the Panthers and they all of a sudden play really well, what does that remind you of? Yeah. The Melbourne Storm. Um, so I mean, I, uh, we spoke about it – the other, sorry to interrupt you the other day. Maverick Guy, he had the opportunity to go to Melbourne. Mm. He stayed at Penrith. Like, yeah. yes, he has ties to Penrith, but, like, for, to turn down a contract at the Melbourne Storm, you would have never, ever done that in the past. No, no way. And so I'm not saying they're, they're the Melbourne Storm like all the Roosters because they haven't had the same success over the last 20 years. But in the context of each season right now going forward, with the way that their whole system is set up, it does reflect those systems. Like when you, if you can get fringes in there that start playing really well, you get youth in there that is just coming through and killing it. Um, I just, I can't, if they continue with these systems and the, whatever they've got in place out there, if they can just keep doing that, they will be dominant for the next five or six years. And I think, and I'm guilty of it as much as anyone, sometimes we get scared and worried to put team of young guys into that sort of class yeah but it's just becoming undeniable it's the same as you know as much as people want to push back on it nathan cleary is heading in direction of the guys that are behind you there yeah like yep. and as much as people don't want to admit that don't want to accept it he is mm. and this Penrith side is going to build around him for a very long time i think there's a lot of guys there that are going to take less money in the future to stay in that area because they yep. love penrith mm. yeah Put Very it this scary. way, if you said to me, I can see in the future, Denon, and 10 years have gone by and the number one side wasn't the Storm, it was Penrith Panthers, I wouldn't be shocked. It wouldn't shock you at all. But does that mean that they are as good as the Storm's last 20 years? No, but what it means is like the systems they're putting in place are really making me step back and go, wow, we, this may be the next juggernaut that, you know, it's like uh, Manly in, during the like 2007 to 13 period, they were a juggernaut, you know, um, they, maybe they'll get back to that. Uh, and who's, who's to say that Panthers can't do a similar situation? Like, and what's different as well is like the resources Penrith have compared to Manly, you know, obviously astronomical, like way bigger at uh, Penrith. So yeah, I can't, obviously they're not in the Roosters, uh, sorry, they're not in the Storm category yet. But if you were to say we are seeing the first few years of a dominant decade, I wouldn't push back on it that hard at all. And the same, you know, we just had that conversation about the team, the coach. He might not be in that Robinson, Bellamy top tier right now, but like he's pushing through it at a rapid rate. Absolutely. And, and, and what's amazing is that for people are like, oh, look how good their team is in that. They were not that two years ago. They didn't even have a rep player two years ago outside of Nathan Cleary. Mate, I'm more than happy to admit, after they lost that grand final, bunch of young heads that climbed the mountain, got done on, on the biggest stage. I, I, I wasn't convinced that they were going to be a top 14 the next yeah. year. If they'd missed the eight last year, I wouldn't have been surprised yeah. at the start of the season. And I, I, I'll own that. My concern was it would be similar-ish to the Raiders. I know the Raiders made the prelim the next year. But they had this great young side and then they obviously lost that grand final. And, and I was you worried. you think about the Panthers, they had this great young side. They lost a grand final based on experience. They let James Tamo and Josh Mansell go. They're two most experienced players. Yep. History tells us they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Mm. But they're doing it reasonably easily. It's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. The Panthers are they're a problem. They're an absolute problem. Uh, and... I'm stoked for the, the Panthers fans. I'm stoked for them. They've got, they love rugby league and have absolutely loved rugby league so for so long and been dedicated fans. 
to now have everything in place. You've got the finances, you've got the center of excellence, you've got this big uh, juniors uh, cache of players to choose from, and then you've got a guy like Nathan Cleary, who we don't want to admit it, but is on the trajectory to be one of the best we've ever seen. And just another element to throw in it, what the Melbourne Storm and the Roosters do very well of that is they move off players at the best time. Mm. I mean, I thought letting Mansour and Tamu go was going to be a huge mistake. With all due respect to both of them, I think the, the Penrith Panthers mo- moved off them just as their career started to come back, just because of age. But yeah. they've nailed that timing as well, which is what the best clubs do. Absolutely. Like, I, 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 to- I agree. And I think we, well, I said this at the time. The Mansour situation, I totally understood why they did it. Yep. I just didn't like how they did it. Yep, and, and that's a different conversation. Yep. So I'm not saying that you're saying that you're, but, um, but again, it shows you how ruthless these guys are. And as a, as one of the best clubs in the competition, you've got to be ruthless. You've got to be ruthless. And, and I'd agree, like, when you look at how much Fisher-Harris has grown since Tamiya has left, you'd have to say that, you know, it, great for Tamiya, you've got to gig it somewhere else. And it was really good for the Panthers. They brought um, Spencer through and, and Leota, who are absolutely killing it. Leota is one of the most unsung heroes. Like, I know we give Fisher-Harris raps, but Leota has been incredible the last couple of years. And I actually think... Wasn't he even being speaking about as a Smokey for Origin, Origin. last year. Yep. Uh, he, he just goes about his work just quietly, but sh- so aggressive. Such a good ball runner. Spencer Lena, who's still only like 20, 21. Uh, Tago, like Taylor May didn't even play. Like, and he's a young gun as well. Um, Maverick Geyer, you know, there's so many young guns coming through. And as I well. mean, like you have a look at their side now and you have a look at what it's going to look like next year. We know that Appy's not going to be there. We know that Kickow's not going to be there. We know they've already brought Mitch Kenny through. Mm. He's ready to take on that role. He's yep. going to be very different to Appy, but he's ready for that role. Mm. Mate, how many guys are going, to, are going to be putting their hand up for the left edge back role spot? Kickow's been huge for them. Yeah. But Scotty Sorensen, there will be a Maverick guy there and thereabouts. By Martin then. was really good on the weekend. Liam Martin, there's so many guys ready to fill that void. And that's if they don't go and sign anyone. That's what's crazy is that you're telling me that Penrith Panthers in the market can't go and get the next best nine coming through. Well, you know, it's just, yeah, massive congratulations to Panthers. I, I, I thought the Manly were going to just be a bit too much for them, but wow. If you are Tariq Sims, you got a contract from Melbourne and Penrith, you're going to have a back row spot there oh. where you want to play next year. You'll either be on the left edge for the Penrith Panthers or you'll be on whichever edge you want for the Melbourne Storm. Honestly, where do you go? Wow. That is fucking so tough. The fact that we're even discussing this, yeah. and it legitimately is a tough question. You, you, your brain says Melbourne, well, Melbourne, two, Melbourne, but then you look up and you're like, fuck, well, I don't there's, know. There's two things. You can go down and be coached by Bellamy, the greatest player developer we've ever seen. Or you can play at Penrith with Nathan Cleary, who may go down as the great, one of the greatest players we've ever seen. It's a tough... It's, I don't know what the answer is to that. I really don't. If, if you had to look at... Who, after seeing the weekend and obviously losing Christian Welsh, who right now for me is more favoured to win the comp? It's probably Penrith Panthers. Again, yep. just one game. We can only go off the information we have. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know what the answer is to that. I don't know what the answer is just to Just more it. evidence of how quick their rise has been. Yep. If I would have said that to you two and a half years ago, you wouldn't have even responded. You me. said that to me 12 months ago. I probably would have been at the start like, of last preseason. Yeah. I said Melbourne by a country mile. 100%. Don't even, don't even ask. Me. And that's, I think that that uh, reiterates our point of like, you know, we may need to admit that these guys, um, yes, they haven't had the last twenty years at Melbourne Storm have, but within the context of now and what the future is going to look like, Penrith Panthers may just be as big a heavyweights as Roosters and the Storm right now. And I would actually, you know, I'd, I'd even, yeah, I, it's just, it's incredible. They're not. 
I'm not fully over the line yet for that. But if they keep this up for another 12 rounds, you probably have me over the line of going, you know what, when it comes to recruitment and, and bringing players in and the standing in the game, although they haven't achieved as much as the Storm in the last 20 years, they're probably on the even even keel. Yeah, and I mean, you look at what they've done the last two years, they've lost, what, a handful of games. They've won one premiership, they've lost a grand final. It hasn't been easy going. They've lost, like, they've had a heap of injuries in that time. Mm-hmm. Appy's missed footy, you know, Nath Cleary's missed footy, Jerome Luai's missed footy. Like They lost Burton. We haven't even spoken about that. Well, we yeah. haven't even spoken this whole time. The fact that they didn't have no Burton. And I, I, respectfully to Burton, I think he's a fantastic player. I don't think we will talk about it much. It's what just shows I think you. They'll be okay. And that just shows you not it. Burton's a gun. It just shows you how good Penrith are right now. Look at South Sydney, who lost a gun centre in Dane Gagai. It was so noticeable. It was not even funny. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. But 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 just for example, yeah, with no, Penrith, for sure. They for lose sure. Dally M centre, and I, I kind of forgot. Mm. Wow. Wow, uh, Crichton. I thought Stephen Crichton looked fantastic. He is he's an athlete. Uh, yeah, I just we'll stop wrapping Penrith up. I know yeah. it'll sting people, but I'm just uh, I'm shocked. And this is this is coming from two blokes. We tip you tip Manly. No, I did tip Penrith, but okay. well, I tip Manly. So this yeah. is coming from a bloke that a week ago I wasn't confident on it though. Yeah, yeah. I, I was worried that they would struggle without Cleary. How wrong I was. How wrong I was. Uh, now, Manly. Yeah, um, play the Roosters this week. So what a game! What a fucking game! I can't wait. I love bounce back round. Yeah, fantastic. For both teams. Both teams. Yep. There's a couple of good Shit. bounce back games coming our way, but um, Manly they took on Penrith without Cleary. They got dusted. If they get dusted by the Roosters this week, who played pretty average this week, Ryan Girdler might be the least of the worries. <laughs> who's going to come out realistically? Like, let, 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 let's talk real. That's mm. what's going to happen. Mm. It's um, it's the most bizarre team to comment on in the NRL, bar none. Uh, and this is this is not because obviously Hello Sport are massive fans or whatever. This is just genuine trying to analyze it. When you watch that game in of itself, you go, "Wow, there's some problems there." But then you broaden the context and you broaden your scope and you go, well, they looked even worse last year and looked where they turned turned things around. So if I'm a Manly fan, absolutely, you know, not panic stations, don't worry. But just judging that game specifically, um, I, I was really surprised at how much they struggled. I was really surprised at how not ready they seemed for Penrith Panthers to play the way they did. Like what, what we saw was... One team played exactly the way they played in the grand final. Crazy defense and just locking you in your edge and basically just squeezing the life out of you. And we also saw another team play similar to the way they played at the end of last year. Uh, And so the issue now for Manly is if this continues against, like, let's say they, as you said, go against the Roosters. All of a sudden it goes from, yeah, they struggled a little bit against better teams, but that kind of is expected because... They're not as good as those teams. Those teams are better at this point. To, oh shit, like we have a team that really does struggle against top tier teams, regardless of who, are they, who they are. Um, yeah, like again, it's just round one, so it's not like panic stations, but I, I'm a little bit concerned. I'm a little bit concerned. They didn't look like scoring to me. That's what I'm so surprised at. I like, just, and you know, we, we'll say it again, it is round one. So there's a long way to go, and I'll say that about a number of teams today. Yeah. But what I will say is that 
the thing about round one is that you've got six months to amp yourself up for that game. You've got six months of the only team that lifted the trophy was the Panthers last year, so every other team should have been pissed off for the last six months waiting for this game to come mm-hmm. around. And for Manly to put in that performance, I was I was very surprised. Like, oh, and what's – you know, it's like – so I had the, the captain's run uh, every Thursday, um, 9 till 12 New South Wales time, 8 till 11 Queensland time. And I said to Smithy, I said, game plan for me, if I'm – the biggest concern with Manly is that first 20 minutes. They, they, I find when they get to the big games – that first 20 minutes, they just can't go with the best teams. And then for the rest of the game, they're just kind of tr- chasing their tail. And so if I'm Penrith, I'm just bashing them for 20 minutes. And usually, they, they, they struggle for the rest of the game. Whereas when you play a team that's lower on the ladder, you can afford to have those first 20 minutes off. A perfect example was the Cowboys. Leading into last year's final series, do you remember that first half against mm-hmm. the Cowboys? Yeah. It was a close game. It was a close game. And the Manly didn't look like the same Manly. And then they came out the second half and put like 30 on them. Um, I think the same thing happened with the Gold Coast Titans. And so there seems to be a pattern that the Manly start, if they don't get the start that they want against the best teams uh, and they don't, they're not the ones setting the tone, they really, really struggle to, to win those games. Manly fans won't like it, but I thought in the first 20 minutes they won Lotto. They had so many things go their way. They had so many tries that were turned over from Penrith. And, mate, to be honest, I thought that when Tapao and um, Toa Sipley went off, Manly lost a lot of grunt, mm. a lot. So, Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. The more you talk about that first 20 minutes, the more I think back and think, I thought they, they almost looked better through the middle in the first 20 minutes. Then when those two guys went off, they lost a lot of punch and it, it should have been 18 nil after 20 minutes. Mm, no, for sure. But they, they still were dominated. Like, yeah. And the same thing happened with the Melbourne Storm. If you go back and watch that Melbourne Storm final, the first 20 minutes, the Melbourne Storm came out and just bashed them. And it really, it, it um, because then they, they seem to, they seem to go into this mode of like, oh shit, we need points, we need points. And they start throwing the ball around and, and whatever. Whereas, um, so, Mike, if, if I'm Desi, it's funny. Anthony Minicello, Minicello told me a great story about Trent, uh, Trent Robinson. So, he, uh, Robinson came to club 2013. They were at a camp, had done the camp all week. I'm pretty sure they were at a camp. He sat them all down. And he said, what do you think our problem is, guys? Like he had, And Robinson had gone through all the video, everything. And all the boys were like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, and he goes, we're a shit second half side. Like, we're great in the first half. We're shit in the second half. Anyway, so the year goes on and the whole focus for the year was second half, second half. Guess what happens? They get to the grand final. Yep. They're sitting behind a try line and they go, boys, we're, we're, when we are a second half side now. They go on to win the grand final. And I think that what Manly need to start looking at potentially, and maybe they already are, like obviously Desi and all those boys know way more than I do and they're better footy players. 
but they maybe need to look at that first 20 minutes and just focus on that. Like, just look at that and go, we can't allow teams to set the tone on us. We need to set the tone on them. If they're bashing us, let's bash them. Let's not wait. Let's not try to ease ourselves into the game. Because, um, yeah, like, it, 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 was, it was quite concerning. It wasn't really the score that concerned me. It was just the the lack of urgency at times from Manly. And maybe that was due to Penrith's incredible ability to just choke you out of a game. Uh, so, again, we'll say the disclaimer, just so you know, it's only one game. And they could come back next week and kill it. And also, they have a history of starting slow and going really well. But um, I think the reality with Manly is, though, that, you know, as poorly as they played the other night, I'm still confident that nine times out of ten, they'll beat ten teams in this competition. Mm. Yeah, But... The reality is Manly aren't in the let's make the top eight category anymore. Mm. They're in the trying to win a premiership category and they're going to have to beat these Panthers. They're going to have to beat the Sydney Roosters, these sort of sides. And for me, honestly, that's all I'm really looking at with Manly during the regular season. Can they knock over these sides? Mm. Um, The first test, they didn't pass for me. What's crazy is like, and we spoke about this, this wasn't a test for me. Remember I said to you? I said, if they win this game, that doesn't convince me. Because Cleary's not there. Because Cleary's not there. It, it'll convince me. And what we ended up getting to round 12, didn't we? Round 12 was when we would be convinced of whether Manly were a premiership threat. So it's, a, it's a long time to sit around. Like, if they, if they do lose to the Chooks next week, it's a long time to sit and mate, Even if they beat the Chooks, I'm... I mean, people are still going to remember this, I think. Yeah. Well, that's... We again... Said, we said, sorry, we said round 8 against Rabbitohs and then round... 11 and 12 against Eels. <laughs> well, I mean, right now, Rabbitohs aren't the side. Yeah. So no. it's round 11 and 12 at Eels, Melbourne. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so um, I think that the... Let's look at glass half full. The glass half full is they were in a... They probably looked worse last year. Um, so they have an ability to bounce back. We know for sure. So if I'm a Manly fan, anything I'd say to you, if you're feeling a bit down in the dumps, is that... They have been in far worse situations and bounced back from them. And, mate, the reality is a week is a long time in rugby league. 25 weeks is an eternity, eternity. which is when it's going to matter for Absolutely. Manly. Absolutely. So, like, obviously we can look at that game by itself and be really disappointed for Manly and Manly fans and disappointed at key things. But when you're looking at it from a season's perspective, it's just one game. You know, I think that Desi will be putting it behind him. I, I do believe that if there is anything Desi should do, it should be focusing on that first 20 minutes. It should be like... We need to turn into a team that sets the tone from the start. Let's not worry about the points at the end of the game that we pile on the lower tier teams. Let's worry about that first 20. I think even like when they played the Bulldogs and they towed them up, that first 20 that was quite close. Let's, let's go into games. Because uh, I think Ivan Cleary said a few years ago, he said, we focus on the first seven sets or something like that, something along those lines. And we try to be perfect for the first seven sets. And then we feel everything else falls into yeah. place. And I think that Manly could maybe try something similar what was there any players that you know positive light for you um it was, mate it was a tough game to get positives out of i thought for them to, to be completely mm-hmm. honest with you um uh, i thought foreign had a massive dig yeah for foreign had a crack i just i'm yeah i i just feel with foreign like he is maybe just becoming a yard too slow mm. and um fuck i hope i'm wrong mm. god i hope i'm wrong because i love watching foz i love the way that he plays and Love the way that he's able to think fast and play slow. But um, I don't know. It, j- it just felt to me that no matter what they threw at them, they knew exactly what was coming. Mm. And I, I, I thought uh, young Ethan Bullimore, he was pretty handy for them. Coming down from the Broncos, I've always really liked him. Uh, as I said, I thought Toa Sipley and Marty Tapao were, were 
their best front rowers, but um, yeah, a hard game to stand out in. If I'm completely yeah. honest, I think tactics wise, what they can learn from that game is that the Penrith Panthers they're so fucking get off the line so fast that a bit of ball playing, safe ball playing at the line from your forwards can really mm. uh, really tear that apart. Because what basically happens is if your whole line is just shooting up really quick and you get little tip-ons, you get one-on-one tackles and the the issue for if everyone's constantly shooting up, then everyone outside is past the ball, very hard to retreat again. And yeah, okay, yeah. all of a sudden you create an environment where either they become tender and they don't want to shoot up because they're like, fuck, I'm doing massive shuttles or you fatigue them. And so what, what I think that Manly should consider looking at when playing a team that just take so much time away from you from how aggressive their forwards are is just just run block shapes constantly of uh, a front row front row and then someone out the back and then just 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 tip on just get to the line tip on get to, i know it's more risky but that's how you fatigue teams like that whereas if you don't do that and it's just one off the rock stuff sounds really simple but that's what Penrith want like go one off the rock we will fucking jam you and get four people in the tackle i will say this about manly just based on round one and hopefully i'm right but it looks like the competition will be a little bit closer this year. Mm. For me, I think Manly were their own worst enemy last year because they beat everyone by 60. Mm. They, they didn't take anything out of that. And then all of a sudden you get to Roosters, Penrith, and it's a completely different game. It's a, mm. it's a different sport all of a sudden. Hopefully this year it'll be a little bit closer and Manly can start to get that edge in those close games and, and start to play more of them yeah. against opposition. Um We'll decide whether Manly have been successful in 30 weeks, not in the first week. So. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, I do believe with Manly as well, it doesn't seem to be working out on the edge for you. You need to start, and it's very easy to sit here fucking doing nothing, telling these players what to do in the fast motion, but you need to start looking at, okay, we're struggling outside, so let's let's look two plays ahead. Let's go, who's our big bopper that we know can get a quick play of the ball? Like, let's say Paseca is on. I don't, did he play Paseca? I think he did, yeah. But you, you, you go get Paseca and you jump out of hooker, you give Paseca a short ball, he gets a quick play of the ball. And you set up uh, Tommy on the inside for the next play. And, and those, those scenarios where you're using, it's like a two-play a two play where you're making sure Paseca gets a quick play of the ball before you go rather than waiting for a random player just to get it. Those plays you cannot defend. Whereas like if you are struggling to, to make metres out wide, they, they can always be defended. But quick play the balls with like little short inside balls, they can't be defended. So um, if, if I was Manly, if I, if I start to struggle and people are starting to, you know, scream in on Tommy on the edges, I just, you know, focus in the middle, get my big boppers, you know, good clean ball off a hooker where he holds the markers and then gets in behind the markers. And then you just make sure that Tommy's there for the next play to in a little inside ball, have someone on the outside as well. Um, that's the way you can kind of, uh, I guess, combat a team that seems to be absolutely shutting you down out, out, out wide. Um, Paseca played, he came on in the 20th minute. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, so he's a big bobber. It'd be like, okay, if I'm at the Storm and we are just struggling to break out in their edges, they're so good on edge defence, you get a guy like Nelson to hit some short balls off the hooker and you ha- already have the place set up with Tommy Trevojevic on your inside and then maybe get a big bopper on your outside so they think you're going again and you just go boom, boom, inside. Tommy Trevojevic, at the very least, will get a quick play the ball and then you go again, you go again. That's... Um, Again, they're much better footy ones than me. That's just me looking from the outside in as a fan. Oh, I think one other thing I noticed this weekend that, you know, the game has slowed down a touch. It's more – it's not back to where we were. I think you said to me before, it's faster than where we were. Mm. 
But I, I think your your hooker play is going to be so important. Yeah, for now. sure. I mean, I, I, I know Parramatta, we'll talk about them in a minute, but the way that Reid Marnie was getting out of the ruck and just manipulating your markers, it's going to come back to being so important. I don't think it was as important last year. You could sort of get away with just... You know, just if you win one tackle, all of a sudden yeah. you got six again, and then you won the set. Your hookers now, you've got to really manipulate your markers and and and, and take them out of play. This is what Cam Smith was so bloody good at for so oh, long. So good, it's so good. Actually, I, I, I'm trying to think of the game where oh, Reed did it. Yeah, Reed did it. They went down the short side. Dylan Brown got a really quick play of the ball. Reed pops out again down the short side. And it's just like hot. that's top tier hooking. So play. easy for Reed to drift there, but just because he played straight, he yep. did, it just opened up straight away. Yep. Really good hooker play by Reed. He, he didn't. I think he kicked a forty twenty, but the stats yeah. and everything didn't show how good Reed Marnie played. Yep, for sure, absolutely. So, um, look, concerning game for Manly, but for a season, we've seen him come back from uh, way worse. So don't be too concerned. <laughs>